tweet at TodaySOR. Evelyn O'Rourke is here. Uh, Evelyn, you've been talking and, and, and uh, finding out a bit more about how the McVeary Trust uh, looks after people in this COVID crisis. Yeah, they've come up with some really innovative solutions to help, I suppose, Sean. And I started off this by going to the city centre and visiting the state city apartment development there in town. And it's a lovely street, just a few minutes away from the Liffey. And I was there because the Dublin Homeless Regional Executive from Dublin City Council has signed a lease to take over that building. And the Peter McVeary Trust are running it and managing it. Because the issue here, Sean, is that if you're homeless, for example, and you test positive for COVID, you aren't necessarily going to get access to a hostel. So that's why it's a vulnerable group. So yeah. And describe the apartments out of tourists then. Yeah, well, they're usually short let term apartments for tourists. So obviously it's very quiet there at the moment. That business is, is gone completely at the moment. So that's why they're able to take ownership of it. So I met up with Pat Doyle. Pat is the CEO of the Trust. I met him in there on a lovely sunny morning and he showed me around and he explained the setup to me. These are short stay apartments. They were primarily used for the tourism industry. And when all that dried up then, Dublin City Council, the DRHE, in partnership with the Department of Housing, they secured the apartments for us and then asked us to provide the service. And we're doing that in conjunction with the HSC and SafetyNet. We're taking suspected cases from Simon and for Focus and Paul and all the other providers for those within the homeless sector who are suspected of being positive or are positive. As you know, hostels are generally congregated settings. But of course, social distancing is difficult, dining rooms, you see that in the nursing homes. So we made a very quick analysis of our client group early on and said to the DRHE that we will need to make sure that those who are suffering ill health after 15 years or whatever have been on the streets, that we need to make sure that they cocoon. And if they get symptoms, that they're isolated as quickly as they can. We've got full support from the DRHE. They're fully paying for this. If you're suspected of having a case, you get your own apartment and those who are isolated have to stay in and then those who are positive have to remain in for at least around 14 to 20 days afterwards. And on top of all that, then our nurses are checking those who are positive every two hours, temperature, the whole lot, observations. Thankfully, we've only had three people leave here to go to hospital and none of them ended up in ICU. And the really good news story is five people left Stay City to go straight into their own housing accommodation. In other words, they didn't go back to homelessness and they went into our housing forced programme, which is really great. Real good news program, or new story there, I should say. And you also spoke, um, as well as with Pat Doyle, you spoke to one woman who has benefited from this care. Yes, Sean, I did. I mean, Teresa tells me that she's been homeless for many years now and she contracted COVID and they offered her an apartment there to mind and care for her. And the day I met her, the trust had just given her keys to her new home because she is progressing out of homelessness. And she said, look, I've been so ill over the last few weeks, but the team have been amazing. And she's extremely grateful for all the support she got. So here she talked to me a little bit more at the apartments and just Described her experience. I was diagnosed seven weeks ago. I've been homeless for 17 years and I was staying in a hostel and I was starting feeling cold and getting a little bit dizzy. But then they told me I was COVID-19. I got a shock because I really didn't think I had it. I was moved straight away to Stay City run by Peter McFerry and after a few days symptoms started coming. I have to say this, this is really, really important. I never got a temperature. I got the opposite. I was absolutely freezing and my breathing had to got really, really bad at this stage. I was panicking. I was getting worse and worse and worse. The staff were so, so supportive. They really were. And then at one stage they called an ambulance for me. I was afraid if I go to the hospital I wouldn't come out. Where they put me was a two bedroom apartment with all facilities, everything I needed. The phone there beside me, they rang on the hour. Medical staff constantly there for me all the way through this. Sometimes 
even when I was at my worst, one of them came in and they were sitting with me, they were protecting themselves, like, they looked like spacesuits, visors and everything. Husband's so scary. It was, because I have three children, I'm going to be a grandmother in August. This is what got me through it. The support of my family and here, like, they were just so nice, you know. And the best thing about it was, after 16 years on the homeless list, I have to get my house through housing first. So I just have to thank Peter McFerry's Trust Safety Net because they saved me life. And it's your birthday today? It's my birthday today. And you get keys to your house? I have the keys. I'm absolutely delighted. Anything I've needed, they've been there. Brilliant. A great story of wraparound care there, Evelyn. And then you headed over to see another venue that the Trust has taken over just a few kilometres away in the city centre. That's right, Sean. In this case, it's a lovely, comfortable hotel that they have fully taken over since April the 6th. And they've signed up for three months at this point. And they say that they have capacity for up to 100 residents there. And at this point, they've identified 90 homeless clients who are very vulnerable to COVID because they would have serious underlying health issues. So they've set them up at the hotel and it's a similar kind of setup again. They get all their meals provided. Again, a lot of uh, the crew there, Farmac Very Trust, there on site. And again, similar situation with the Dublin Homeless Executive supporting it. So here, the McVerry Trust manager on site is Sarah Marcy. And Sarah showed me one of the rooms, and she makes the point that what's important about this that in this case, each client has their own room. So, Evelyn, this is room 207. As you come in, you can see the bathroom here, shower, bath, ensuite room. And when you move on into the room, there's two beds, a double and a single bed. Every individual has their own room. So there's television, they can make their own tea and coffee here. They have the balcony there. And then every day we bring the breakfast, lunch and dinner to the rooms. So nobody needs to leave the room just to encourage the social isolation in line with everybody else in the world. We're all the same, so we all have to social isolate and we're trying to encourage the social distancing as best we can and that's the reason for the rooms like this. There's a safe here for their safe personal belongings. You know, people would have their passports, their driving licence, their ID, which means a lot to, to people, you know. They don't get access to social welfare without their ID, things like that. None of our current participants here are self-isolating or have any confirmed cases. The majority of them are cocooning because prior to COVID-19, we would have had a registry of anyone with preconditions, pre-existing health needs. So those people have been selected to be prioritised for care here where they can just experience, you know, their own room. And they just get a little bit of privacy here while this is happening because there's a lot of anxiety around regarding the COVID-19. So we have high number of staff on every day that are here to help everybody and provide that support. So Evelyn, um, finally you spoke to some more residents there. Yeah, I mean the point that Sarah's making there is that the key to this is that they have their own single room and the residents say they're really happy about this because usually they'd be living in hostels where of course physical distancing would be a major issue. So here's some of the residents that are there in the hotel told me more about how they're getting on. Well, after being given nice rooms, I'm not smoking as much. By getting out in the evening for a walk, the food here is brilliant. It's all top-notch, the McCambridge bread, getting three meals is steady a day, you know. Tell me about what the Peter McFerry Trust means to you. Well, I've been with Peter McFerry Trust since I was about 15. I used to drop in to see Peter. I used to sleep in his office sometimes when I'd nowhere to go. From that age? From that age, yeah. And you've had addiction issues in the past? I've had addiction in the past. Okay. Well, I'm still on methadone, but I want to get a place stable and then go in and come out with my methadone. It's just I don't want to come back into this type of living. I'd like to have a house force with my friend. Just recently got back to work. Unfortunately, with this lockdown, I've got to work from home. So in the hostel, it was virtually impossible. Because I'm in my own room in a hotel, it's fantastic. 
tell me about the difference between being here and being in the hostel. In the hostels, there's hustle and bustle. You know, you've no privacy at all. Like, I was in a room with three other guys, and you've no time to yourself at all, whereas here, it's far better. It really is. Looking around, even people I know from the hostel I was in, people yeah. seem a lot more relaxed. And, you know, people are a lot more together. So, you know, definitely a much better environment for us. Tell me about what the trust means to you and the work they've done with you. The trust has been fantastic. Like I'm here because I lost my business back in 2016. Never thought I'd be homeless in my life. I was running a business right up until I became homeless. And uh, I didn't even know the trust existed. Like I've been in three different hostels with them and I've met amazing staff. I've met Peter himself numerous times and, you know, what a fantastic man. The staff got me back to myself, like got me back believing in myself. So the trust means a lot to me. The sacrifices they make still coming to work to ensure that we're able to get what we get. They really do make our lives a lot better. Evelyn, thank you very much indeed for bringing us that very uplifting and encouraging report. Good things happening in the midst of a crisis. Evelyn O'Rourke, we're talking now to David Coleman after this quick break.